Okay, so we have question. You have question. Guruji, I was wondering, um, why do we worship Gornitai in on Gorangamapu in this form of with long hair, and before he takes sannyas? This was something I never um, Different reasons. One is that the. Devotees aren't so keen on seeing Lord Chaitanya as a sannyasi. They don't see, like to see him in that renounced uh, mood. Uh, they like to see him with his hair, with uh, ornaments, and so on. And. Uh, that's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, eternal uh, in spiritual world. That's his uh, uh, that's his appearance or his manifestation. Uh, that sannyasi in uh, the material world, of course, that's also eternal because he's always doing it. But in sweated weep, then he's always like that. Sankirtananam said, described how uh, this is a uh, eternal Navadvi, how there's eternally Krishna Sankirtan, uh, the houses of the Brahmins where Sankirtan is going on, Yoga Pit, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is uh, eternally residing, uh, and with the Panchatattva in there, uh, exhibiting the different pastimes, and uh, so that's that's the Lord Chaitanya that we worship, Gornitai. Uh, and particularly because with Lord Nityananda, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is very much in the mood of uh, spreading Krishna consciousness. Uh, so our, uh, therefore, you see Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, one day, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito. So he's always worshipping Gornitai. He's always placing emphasis on Gornitai. Um, because uh, the uh, approach to Radha and Krishna for conditioned souls uh, in this age is uh, is made possible uh, most easily by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Lord Nityananda. I was wondering, in, in Mayapur, I think in Nadvip in general, there's many deities, Kolkata or Goranga Mahaprabhu and Radha Krishna, but very few Gornitai, right? Or is it? And I was uh, wondering why Prabhupada chose Gornitai so much. If 
for the for that reason, Kabbalah goes from this emphasis. Uh, very often, Gaudiamat temples you will have uh, Lord Chaitanya and Radha Krishna, and uh, so they, they worship in order to emphasize. Uh, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Radha Krishna Nahyanda. The Lord Chaitanya is no different than Radha Krishna. So that becomes the emphasis. Uh, we're not just worshipping Lord Chaitanya alongside Radha and Krishna, but we're worshipping Gornitai uh, in their own right uh, as well. So these are, uh, these are reasons that uh, as he's saying, it is that the sun and the moon are rising simultaneously and they're coming to give benediction. So what is the benediction? Benediction means to uh, what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give in Lord Nityananda's association, then he becomes most most inclined. In Gadadhar Pandit's association, is more inclined to actually just uh, enjoy uh, those three internal reasons why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared. But for the purpose of uh, distributing uh, Krishna consciousness uh, and uh, in, in its different aspects, the holy name uh, and so on, uh, then, uh, then uh, he uh, appears along with uh, Lord with Lord Nityananda. Is that the temple? Or? I guess so. Yeah. Well, maybe they're gonna do what they do. Mm -hmm. Maybe some Russian devotees doing something. Yeah. Oh. And they have a speaker. Loudly. I've been thinking about this for a long time. It's about measuring one's own advancement in, in uh, Krishna consciousness. Like you say many times as well that one should plan their lives in, in the how they want to achieve different levels of, of bhakti. So how do these two work together that one should know exactly where they are, but also that an advanced devotee doesn't think themselves to be advanced. So um, when one is on Baba, they would never say that they are, but still they have to <laughs> know somehow. So I was just wondering how do these two reconcile with each other? Say is one thing, just like you don't go around saying who you are and uh, uh, what, uh, what you're experiencing, but in the meantime, yourself, uh, you're also uh, wanting to uh, progress and advance forward. So when you're talking about saying, that's when you talk with other people. Uh, but we're not always not talking about other people. We're talking about uh, analyzing yourself uh, as, a, uh, as an individual. And, uh, and so wherever, wherever we are, then according to that, we want to be practicing. And of course, the important thing is spiritual guidance. 
even if someone becomes very advanced, uh, he still needs, even a devotee on the stage, uh, on a transcendental platform, still needs guru. Still needs guru in order to actually advance. So, uh, yes, there's, uh, and Guru Krishna Prasadipai, and, and Krishna ensures that one has the suitable guidance and association. So, a very advanced devotee can, uh, with, with the guidance of the Guru, for example, admit to themselves that, okay, now I am with Asati, or now I am Vishnu, or now I am Baba. So they can know uh, precisely where they are, even if it's a very advanced stage. Devotee, everything has its symptoms. Yes. So a devotee doesn't say, you know, this is where I'm headed, but he himself should know, and he will know, because as one uh, comes to the transcendental platform, then his swarup, his uh, spiritual identity, uh, becomes uh, uh, becomes clear, clear, or becomes uh, get an idea of your spiritual identity, uh, and uh, and therefore that's that spiritual identity that you want to actually fully realize in, in all its different aspects. So uh, therefore you take guidance uh, in order to do that and therefore, you know, yes, this is where I want to go. I want to be able to enter into Krishna's pastime. So every, everything, everything has a stage and yes, we should, uh, we should be progressing forward and how does someone know? Well, in the beginning stage, you know, to the degree that you're free from material attachment. Uh, to that degree, you're advanced. Uh, you know, by freedom from attachment to family and home and uh, so on, so that one is uh, one is, uh, and the opposite is to the degree that you're free from that, then you have to cultivate attachment to Krishna, and that comes by chanting, and also comes obviously by reading, by hearing about Krishna. That's how you become, you become attached to Krishna. Uh, and that, uh, that attachment has to be there. So without that attachment, one doesn't get Krishna's mercy. should always be for the same thing. We always want to just uh, attain pure devotional service, have pure faith, 
and have pure devotion and uh, progress forward like that. So that, uh, that should always be there. Otherwise, uh, if in Grihastha life I don't pray for pure devotion, what will I pray for? So I pray for money and I pray for material happiness. No, we should uh, always pray for pure devotion, especially when one's in a situation where he's more likely to become attached. So, Vairagya, Vidyara, Nietzsche, Bhakti, the whole idea is to become detached. Well, now I enter into Grihastha Ashram, uh, that's uh, a, a sure, sure thing that I'm becoming attached. So, uh, one needs to really, uh, really have spiritual strength that and that attachment's going to be natural because you're associating with the objects of senses. So if you associate with sense objects, you become attached to them. So, but how to become attached? How to become, how to associate without becoming attached. Well, that, that means uh, really becoming advanced. So in that sense, a grihastha has to be more advanced than a brahmachari. Um, and then some of his devotees say, well, you know, I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a good brahmachari, therefore I should get married. That's not a good, good formula. One uh, in Vedic culture, yes, one was a good brahmachari, just like uh, someone someone sent me a letter, and they were saying, you know, I'm uh, I'd really like to get my brahminical initiation. I'm working on passing the bhakti shastri, but I'm just sort of hanging on to Krishna consciousness by the skin of my teeth. That's an English expression. Sarah uh, so said, you're telling me you want Brahman initiation and you're hanging on by the skin of your teeth? Uh, that's what kind of qualification is that? You're not qualified to become a Brahman if you're just barely in Krishna consciousness. Brahma Janati Brahmana. Brahman is someone who's really firmly situated in the mode of goodness and in devotional service. So, yeah, and then that's why uh, we see sometimes or often that uh, uh, Grihastha ashrams are uh, not, not working very well because unqualified people are entering into it. So, Vairagya Vijayara Nietzsche Bhakti Yoga. Detachment comes from uh, knowledge. If you have knowledge, then you have detachment. If you don't have, don't cultivate knowledge, you cannot become detached. Of course, detachment comes by chanting Hare Krishna, 
wants to chant kind. So both of those things should be there. Shravanam Kirtanam. Generally in society, Grihastha society, uh, detachment is not very welcome or talks about renunciation. So usually it's sort of labeled as being fanaticism or, you know, being extremist and things like that. But uh, that's what Srimad Bhagavatam is all about. So uh, even, uh, you know, Satchimata was uh, really upset with Advaita Charya for encouraging uh, Bisharup to take sannyas. Everyone likes sannyasis as long as they just give blessings. <laughs> but if they teach your children to become brahmacharis or sannyasis, then they don't like that. Hmm. But in, uh, in Irish, Irish families, it was a good tradition that you have four or five sons and one becomes a priest. Then you got another one became a doctor, another one became a lawyer, and another one became, I forget, something else. So then... Now we have uh, old age pension. In other words, people work and they get, uh, they get the pension from the government, which means that the children don't have to maintain them. Because the previous culture was, is that parents, you know, they, they maintain children until the children get married. Then when the children become old, not only they maintain their children, but they also maintain their parents as well. And grandparents. So generations, and that, that was the insurance policy. So that's why I don't like if everyone becomes brahmachari or sannyasi, then where's my insurance policy? Then I have no insurance. Then, you know, where, where will, who will take care of the parents? So of course that's why they had quite a few children. And uh, now, and today, in our culture, children don't want to, they don't want the burden, they don't want, it's a drag, I've got to take care of these old people, I want to enjoy life, I want to go out and we want to have a good time and so on. I don't want to have to be tied up with pushing somebody around in a wheelchair. And so therefore, there's old age pension where children are not responsible or irresponsible. And now, all right, it's the government who pays or insurance company that pays. And then, you know, you get 
you go to a hospital or you have nurses or you hire a, 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 a helper or someone who's uh, helping, taking care, carer, carer, because, because the parents, uh, the children don't care, so you need a carer. But actually, if you're pay, paying someone to be a carer, they're not, they don't really care. They care about the money. That's, <laughs> that's what they care about. Uh, yeah, and some of them, I remember when, uh, when uh, uh, my mother started getting a sick, then yeah, this other person, uh, and uh, Robert wanted to hire her full-time. This was just a kid, you know, your age. And uh, he asked, okay, can you work, uh, can you, you know, stay here 24-7? He says, you can't afford me. He said, what do you mean I can't afford? He says, I charge $200 an hour. <laughs> it's a good sankata. <laughs> That's like $2,000 a day, $2,500 a day sleeping and everything. So, and, and what's she doing? What was that girl doing with her pair about her parents? Forget her parents, she's taking care of some, parents can't pay 2,500. <laughs> taking care of somebody else's parents who can't pay 2,500. Yeah. <laughs> so everything, colleague, everything is, Upside down. Topsy turvy, it's called. Topsy turvy. <laughs> Anybody else? Sometimes. Eternally conditioned really means that uh, being in the material world for such a long time, it's almost like eternity. Doesn't mean that in the future you will stay eternally conditioned, but uh, anadi, anadi karma fully. So what you know, says. Anadi, Adi, Govinda, Sarva, Karana, Karana, Anadi. It's a, it's a, it's a very complex term, philosophical term. It talks about beginningless, since beginningless time. Because there's no time. There's no time since the. When living entities in that state of conditioning. Now you have the opportunity, and then Nitya Siddha, and they're, they're eternally liberated, means that uh, since ever they've been liberated, and they will remain eternally liberated. They won't, they won't fall down. 
but and when you uh, enter into the spiritual world you become also liberated you become like as if you were eternally liberated because you're in the status of eternal liberation the spiritual realm eternal liberation and, uh, but uh, the condition of the uh, Krishna's associates are that they are uh, manifestations of Krishna's Swarup Shakti, his internal potency. So either their Shakti or their, uh, either their Shakti meaning their expansion of Srimati Radharani or their expansion of Lord Balaram. And uh, we living entities are tatasta shakti. And so we're jiva tattva. We're different tattva. And we always remain jiva tattva, even in the liberated state. That means that one attains perfection, his or her prema is a little less than the prema of the eternally associated liberated. As they never left. So, uh, yes, their, their love is a little more. Are there Vaishnavas who think that there are Nityabhada souls? Hmm? Are there other Vaishnavas who think that there are uh, eternally bound Jivas? I heard there are some Vaishnavas they think that. I think even. Like Madhvacharya, he was very strong in this duality. Am I maybe I'm wrong also? I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, there's no uh, no real point in practicing spiritual life if you're going to be eternally yeah. bound. So like it's a pretty Christian. Well, Christian, even they, you know, at least you get one, one opportunity. <laughs> but you have no opportunity. <laughs> and what's the point? I may as well just practice material life. In other words, in order just to, you know, come to the mode of goodness and live in the mode of goodness and enjoy the mode of goodness, but to keep suffering in the material world forever. It's not what Bhagavad Gita says. So everybody accepts Bhagavad Gita. But Naiti Mameti, so Arjuna. So when you come to me, so what does that mean? So then uh, Krishna says in the 15th chapter that there are the uh, fallible and the infallible. So. Uh, and then he's, he's beyond the infallible. So the, the whole point is uh, actually to come to that stage of the infallible. But throughout, throughout the Gita, Krishna is saying the same thing. How can you, uh, how can you say that uh, you don't become liberated? That there's no, 
no liberation. You had questions and we'll chant. between service and sadhana. And, uh, and if there's too much service, then it has to be discussed, organized with the person who's giving the service. Uh, and it has to be, uh, ultimately, you know, we're here to do both of those things. We're here to serve and seva, Sadhakarupina, seva, service, and sadhana. So Lord Chaitanya came to give us a process of chanting Hare Krishna, studying Srimad Bhagavatam, these things. So these, these things are, are actually, in a sense, primary. They're, they're more important than, uh, than the service. I mean, there's many important services, but even, uh, even then, it's just like, for instance, devotees want to have deities at home. And then, you know, they have all kinds of elaborate puja and uh, bathing and dressing, and then they say they don't have time to chant or to read. But why did you do, who told you to worship deities? Daily worship isn't uh, important by comparison to chanting Hare Krishna and uh, reading Srimad Bhagavatam. So that's why, well, daily worship at home, for instance, should be kept simple. You have Gornitai, you dress them once uh, every Ekadasi, and uh, well, whatever you eat, you just offer it to them, finished. Simple. Don't get entangled in anything complicated. So that's adjusting service. Similarly, other things. Uh, ultimately, what's what is the service for? The service is uh, involved in uh, uh, presenting Krishna consciousness uh, and uh, getting other people to take to devotional service, but. Uh, you know, are we just getting everyone into Krishna consciousness so everyone can serve and serve and serve and no one, no one practices, no one chants. Everyone's too tired to chant Hare Krishna. Yeah, they don't have time to read the books that Prabhupada called his mission. 
So it requires a balance. It requires a balance. And that's uh, what Prabhupada says, you know, your primary duty is to save yourself. This also means saving yourself. Saving yourself from devotional service. Because there's always unlimited devotional service. There's no, it's spiritual, so, uh, so it's unlimited. Emergencies is one thing, but uh, but aside from that, uh, the, the whole uh, the whole life can't be an emergency. That's that's not good. There's a janmashtami and a radhastami and like that. Okay, that's all right. Okay. Now. Window, window open that it's uh, 